What is up? What is up? What is up? This is Carmine Davis. You are listening to uh, the Carmine Davis Show. All right. All right. Listen, listen. Before we get into all of what happened this last couple of weeks, let's go ahead and mash the follow button, the subscribe button, um, and rate and review this podcast. Again, like I say every week, I'm not doing this just to kind of just to talk to myself. I would be talking to myself normally. Like without this, I probably would have done the exact same thing. This podcast, this whole segment idea and recorded it and listened to myself all day and just cackle. But I'm doing it for you and I want to see what you guys think. So follow, subscribe and rate this podcast. Um, What's been up? What the fuck? Like, okay. I, I don't even know where to start. Okay, so last we left off. I'm going to hit some few points and we're going to get right into like the hot topic of the week, but we lost the Black Panther. And real quick, I want to, why I feel like this was so troubling was I remember seeing Black Panther, the movie and thinking to myself, oh my God, like I wish that I would have seen this when I was a kid. I wish you don't realize I was one of those kids who really did not know that, um, I remember growing up and my friends were always talking about in college and all that about how we have no proper representation. I really didn't, to be honest, I didn't even notice until Black Panther happened and I realized how much sense of pride that I felt. And when I looked across the theater, because like I say all the time, I really was not raised to look at race. My mother never raised me to think white, black. You know, she taught me to hate everybody. Everybody's a piece of shit. But you know, when I looked in when I was in a movie theater and I went to go see Black Panther like three times, I went with two different dudes and I went by myself. And when I went, I just remember looking into the movie theater and had all those little kids that were black, white, Puerto Rican, um, just different nationalities, different races. And I just remember being like, I wish that I had that growing up. And didn't realize how much importance, how much of an important um, film that was until I was watching it. Uh, the Black Panther died. Chadwick Boseman died. Like, we lost Kobe and Chadwick in the same year. I feel like it's like almost like an attack on our culture. Um, He died of cancer. Um, That he has been battling for secret, secretly for four years. God bless his family, but he, that impact. Monica and Brandy did the verses, and it went down exactly how I told y'all. Y'all gonna listen to me. If you don't listen to this podcast for any reason other than what I be saying be making sense. Like, I told everybody it was going to be um, a neck and neck fight. I did feel like Monica did not fight fair. I felt like she was more a, I'm here Cause I'm not scared. I don't care about what y'all feel, who wins or who loses. I'm Monica. You know, I don't feel like she really brought the heat. She missed um, Street Symphony. She like she missed a bunch of songs. I didn't watch it. I never watched that stuff. Never watched the verses. I'm never really. I was watching P Valley, and you know we'll talk about that in a second, but. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed in Monica's track listing choices from what I've gathered, but I love the whole shebang. I love the mess. I don't care what you are or who you are. If you watched it, even the little clips that I saw, it was, there was so much girl gone in the air, you know, like, and I, I appreciate that because I don't, I think people feel like women in particular have to get along to work together. And I disagree a thousand percent sure. I believe you show up, you be respectful towards each other, you um, not fake the funk, but fake the funk and get that check, get that bag and leave. Um, Apparently they, this, every time they get together, there's always quote unquote healing. I really want to know exactly what happened. Like I, like I said last week, um, it all started with the boy's mind. I feel like whether Brandy and Monica want to admit it, we'll probably never know. Well, we will know. I, I'm almost a thousand percent sure that one of them will spill the beans on the tell-all book if they were smart. I don't know whose book I'd want to read more of. I'd want to read both. I think they both have such an amazing story, Brandy and Monica, and that they're actually not as different from each other as, like I said last week, that they or people think that they are. That's what makes them constantly 20-something years later. Has it been 20 years? 97, 07, 2017. Yeah, 20-plus years later. You know what I mean? Like, people still want to see them together. They haven't done anything. They've done two songs together, but Brandy and Monica. You almost can't say one without the other. Because they're similar. <laughs> Monica is the street version of Brandy, and Brandy is the pop version of Monica. That's it. I feel like Monica has no frills in her vocal technique, no uh, no frills or any of that blah, 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 blah. She's straight to the point in her songs. Vocal, you know, powerhouse. I'm going to sing for y'all like I would do in the church. Brandy is extra as hell and thank god for it she is the vocal bible because she will come up and bring stuff into the song that you had no idea you needed you know what i'm saying and both of them have touched and saved people's lives they did great a uh, round of applause for everybody over there at the versus thing because it has come a long way <laughs> from the original did you they kept showing those clips of the dream and i think sean garrett Going back and forth on live when he was like, what did he say? <laughs> Something. You know, the dream is a weirdo anyway, but I love the dream. We love you. But um, well, anyway. But the topic this week, like I said, I want to touch on it. The hot topic this week is P-Valley. Okay. First of all, I know there's a lot of great shows online right now. Um, We talked about... The show with um, Journey. Journey, I don't want, I don't want to say her last name. Uh, because it kind of triggers me. Because y'all know how I feel about, you know, her brother. But I don't hold that against her. Journey, the black truth. Mm, I'm sorry, I'm drinking my Arby's tea. That is nasty. I, I ordered, I went to Arby's. And I was like, I got to hurry up. I got to hurry up. I got to record this show. 
So I ordered, I called myself ordering the buffalo chicken sandwich, which I did not need. It's like at this time of night. So thank God that they didn't get, but they gave me a roast beef sandwich, but I feel like they charged me for one, the same. I don't know. And then this tea was nasty, but the mozzarella sticks I got were cool. I got like the four. What else? But anyway, um, there was that show out that my me and my best friend, um, I promised my best friend that I would watch Lovecraft Country. Um, I heard that was a really good show, but I want to talk about P-Valley. And this is the show that, okay, so before the pandemic, I, I'm not the type of person to sit at home and watch a show, like, and binge watch a show. I, the Before pandemic hit, the last show I binge watched was Sabrina on Netflix. But I'm not a binge watcher. I don't know how people can sit there every day and every night and watch shows like that, like consecutively. So I always, like every three months, I have a show that I watch. Um, And after the pandemic, I had never, I mean, during the pandemic when we were on lockdown, which, damn, doesn't that feel like it was so long ago? But it's not. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I started binge watching shows because there was really nothing to do except for um, sit back and, and enjoy yourself. And then so mine was Little Fires Everywhere. There was Little Fires Everywhere that I enjoyed. I thoroughly enjoyed. I loved, loved, loved Reese. I loved, loved, loved Carrie Washington. I loved the whole cast. And then there was P-Valley. I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Now, don't get me wrong. Comparing the two, the Journey show to P-Valley is, no, I'm I'm almost a thousand. Even in the clips that I saw, Journey is coming for this Oscar. I mean, this Grammy. I mean, not Grammy. <laughs> She's coming from the Emmy. I hate when people get those confused. Like, girl, you acted so well, you should get a Grammy. But anyway, I hate that. But um, she's coming for the Emmy. She's going to get it. The Golden Globe, all of that. And I feel like Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon's are, Reese Witherspoon are her only competition when it comes to that. Like they Hulu and HBO Max and all these streaming platforms are bringing the heat. And another one is P-Valley. So basically, long story short, if you haven't heard about P-Valley, it's an American drama television series created by Kate Katori Hall. And the series is an adaptation of Hall's play, Pussy Valley, and follows several people who work at a strip club in Mississippi Delta. Now, if you don't know, for whatever reason, you don't follow me or you just now got into me on the show. Maybe you just got into my music like 10 years ago or whatever, and you don't really know my backstory. I'm a Mississippi boy. Born, well, not born. I was born in South Bend, Indiana, but I was raised in Mississippi all my life. And, um, so... Already, like, people on the show, people were criticizing the accents. I feel like them accents were almost damn near dead on. But anyway, it stars Brandi Evans, Nico Annan, and Alarica Johnson. It premiered on Stars on July the 12th, 2020 and was renewed for a second season two weeks after its premiere. Pee Valley has received very positive reviews from critics. And, and you know what? A round of applause because this show to me it has what I like to see in a show it's mess it's 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 a it's beautiful to look at it's aesthetically pleasing it has such strange characters off the wall characters doing shit that is actually happening it reminds me of true blood um meets I'm sorry 
Ow. I hurt my back um, the, last night being grown, child. Chow, like, oh, you have to excuse me. So if you hear me give a little moan or whatever, I'm not editing over it anymore. The show is kind of due in like 20 minutes. So we're going to, you're going to get what you're going to get. But I recommend P Valley. Now, so it has, uh, oh, yeah, it reminds me of True Blood um, meets. A Tyler Perry film. Like, I mean, a Tyler Perry movie. It's got everything that I love about Tyler Perry movies, where it's Tyler Perry kind of reveals a lot about black homes, black lives. Um, he touches, and I'm I'm not a fan of Tyler Perry movies at all. Like, I I love Tyler Perry. I get it. I love those actress. I like I like the actors and actresses on his shows, and I appreciate them for whatever but i'm not a fan of his movies or his shows i they're very minstrel like to me a lot of the times <laughs> no offense like <laughs> i don't mean like minstrel you know yeah yeah the whole medea thing is just so ugh. but this show has elements of that without being a joke you know what I mean like anyway and then has the true blood thing where um characters are not exactly what they appear to be and it has that backwater um if you know you know kind of thing um watch it you'll see what I'm talking about but anyway this show is everything Okay, it's got um, this amazing um, lead character, Mercedes, star um, played by Brandy Evans. And then it's got um, Uncle Clifford. Uh, well, Brandy's a stripper. She's the star of the show. She is that girl that comes in the store. She's the bottom bitch to Uncle Clifford, who is Nico Annan. I think he has pronounced his name. Nico is running the street club. He inherited it from um, a generation that was at first like a bar and it became a titty bar and they are in kind of trouble trying to make it work. He's also dealing with the um, government. I mean, not government, like the um, the states and the cities entertain. You have to watch it. But um, he's dealing with that along with financial troubles, keeping it open and his own personal issues with his lopsided lover which i won't tell you gotta watch it but it's really good and i love it and it kind of a lot of it hit home for me because i understood where mercedes were com was coming from i understand where uh uncle clifford like i they are such characters all of them were so relatable you know like they were i'm i'm relatable to me so i recommend it um you gotta watch it you gotta watch it. I'm upset that there is um, only eight episodes. We gotta wait until next week. What is it, Sunday, to see what's going on? I watched episode one to episode seven all in one night. Spellbound. It was good. It was mwah. It was it was really really good. It was the writing wasn't too. It's just not too much of anything. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's um it reminds me of Hustlers. Too, like the movie with Jennifer Lopez and 
you have to watch it. It's really good. So that is my hot topic. No, but I just want y'all to watch it. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Watch P-Valley, whatever you do, watch it. Okay. Promising. Okay, so on the second segment, we always do the artist spotlight. And this week, I want to talk about the incomparable yet troubled um, R&B titan Alicia Keys. Why? Because I feel like Alicia Keys is someone that needs to be talked about. <laughs> I feel like Alicia Keys is so underrated. I feel like even with all of what she has produced, excuse my me, King. Um, I feel like Alicia Keys has always brought us some of the best work in R&B and she still is doing it. And I feel like people have let a lot of her off-camera behavior um, affect the way they view her. Um, un unlike a lot of her male R&B counterparts. Now, Alicia Keys, um, for whatever reason, um, I don't know. I don't know what we, we don't know about Alicia Keys that I could even go into details and tell you something. One, I want to start it off by Alicia Keys is an Aquarius. That's one. So I feel like if people <laughs> understood that, they would understand her behavior. Alicia Aguilo Cook was born January 25th, 1981, and she's professionally known as Alicia Keys. She's an American singer-songwriter, classically trained pianist, and um, she grew up composing songs by the age of 12 and was signed at 15 years old to Columbia Records. She got dropped, signed to Arista, and later released her debut album, Songs in A Minor, with J Records in 2001. Now, we all know that Arista... Um, became J Records with Clive, right? I don't know. I've, I've discussed in a lot of some of the artists that we did in the spotlight, they have all been either, um, they've been with Arista and then they moved to J Records and that's when a lot of people were troubled. Like a lot of people started getting in trouble with their deals, um, weren't getting the proper... Um, recognition financial backing that they needed and ideal and I, majority of them say it's because of alicia keys and jay Re um her coming to jay records in 2001 songs in a minor was a huge it was it was huge one people didn't expect for falling to take off the way it did i felt like alicia was one of those artists who people forget she got into this without a stick Sure, her look um, is somewhat of a um, shtick at the time, you know, with the, the braids and the um, hat, you know, really over her eyes and behind the piano. But she reminds me a little bit of her, you know, the songbird. Well, her reminds me of her. her. <laughs> that makes any sense. Like she she had a little mystery, but it was to me, the difference between her and Alicia is that Alicia, not not saying anything from her about her, I like her music, but Alicia was one of the first to do it as a woman. 
a lot of um, people tend to let men live in their mystery. You know, there are artists out there who are in the R&B category who you don't even really know what look like. Look that you don't even know what they look like. Like you don't even know if they're white or black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like let alone um you know what I mean? Like who they were or there's a lot of them, but for the most part they want women, they want to see you. You know what I mean? Like they want to know what you look like. I think about teen, um, T- Tina Marie. How Tina Marie had to like... At first, her first album, she wasn't on the cover because she was a white woman. And people thought that that would distract her. But the second time around, they weren't letting her get away with that bullshit. You know, like they wanted to see her. She was playing out in shows and they saw she was a white woman. So they put that to the forefront. Alicia Keys was like that too. She couldn't really hide her... Um, her look, she was a great looking lady, but she wanted to hide behind her art. And she did. She she, she did amazingly. Like Fallen and all that. She wasn't in at the time in 2001, women were very much sexualized in um RB and pop period. She had a pop crossover with Fallen. Fallen was um huge. I remember it was that song. They still they would still sing it. It was it was one of those songs that you played at talent shows. Remember talent shows when they were like a huge deal now? All you got to do is post on Facebook, like your acapella, you know, whatever. But people, Alicia Keys has those songs that you would play at the talent show. And Fallen was that song. It was the debut um, single by her that she dropped in 2001. Um, and it was produced by her. And it's considered a signature song. Like it's... Um, it was huge. It was, it was attained global success. It was number one in the U S um, hot 100 and top five in several countries. It also received numerous certifications around the world and is one of the best selling songs of 2001 in 2009 following was named 29th most successful songs of the two thousands, um, on the billboard hot 100 songs of the decade. And rightfully so it won three Grammys in 2002, including song of the year, best R and B song and best female R and B vocal performance. And it was also nominated for record of the year, which it could have got that because it was huge. At that time, in R&B, who, who were her counterparts? Um, in 2001, the, the, most, the most successful song was Hanging by, the Mo- by a Moment with Lifehouse. Oh, I could not stand that song. Um, All For You by Jaden Jackson. Drops of Jupiter by Train. I'm Real by Jennifer Lopez. Um, Let Me Blow Your Mind with Eve and Gwen Stefani. Thank You by Dido. Again, by Lenny Kravitz. I don't know know why I feel like, again, was so old. But anyway, um, Destiny's Child, Independent Women. Um, Hit Him Up Style style by Blue Contrell. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like, the women in R&B at that time were very sexualized. Blonde hair, um, slinky gold you know, outfits, you know, they, Alicia, here comes Alicia Keys with these long jet black beaded braids. This hat swooped over her pretty eyes behind a piano. So she was a direct departure of all of those. And shortly after, you know, of course, Keys got into her groove and she started using them, you know, you know, them, them pretty eyes and them thighs to start selling records. But she didn't need all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, she had You Don't Know My Name, If I Ain't Got You, and Diary. Those songs were 
ideally they were it was just so happened that what the top on the cherry on top of alicia keys's cake was that she was just out of this world gorgeous to look at but she was rough around the edges she came in the game that way she was an artist she was rough around the edges so to me for someone who has received so many accolades, including 15 competitive Grammy Awards, 17 NAACP Image Awards, 12 ASCAP Awards, and an award for song, the, from the Songwriters Hall of Fame and National Music Publishers Association, she has sold over 40 million records, 35 million singles worldwide, and was named Billboard the top R&B artist of the 2000s decades, which she earned. Why does it feel like Alicia... Like, none of that matters because she slept with a married man. You know what I mean? Like, I, com I compare Alicia not to her R&B poppy counterparts. I compare her to musicians. She is a musician. Let that be understood before that. Before she became, she's a successful musician. So she's an artist. So she is a little odd. Do you know what I'm saying? Like she's, and she's an Aquarius. Do you know what I'm saying? I ran, stumbled across this article on peoplemagazine.com, which I will link into the description box where you can click, read it all yourself. I won't go into details, but it was celebrities reveal the number of people they've slept with and the numbers go as high as 20,000. 20,000 people. Now they have um, John Oates. Um, they have Mariah Carey, where Mariah says that she, of course, if you know Mariah, you know, she famously says that she can count on one hand the people that she slept with. Um, she never played the field or any of that. You know what I mean? Like she's, she's always been a good girl. Um, every almost every female on this list were, you know, virtuous, and I didn't, I you know, I don't know, darling, you know, ten at the most, you know, and then I realized the women whose body counts were higher are often looked at villainous. You have Lamar Odom here who says that he has slept with more than two thousand women. Um, you've got, um, Gene Simmons, who said he's slept with almost 5,000, including some married women. Uh, let's just, I'm going to shuffle it up. Vinny G from, um, the Jersey Shore said he slept with probably between 500 and could be more than a thousand. That's a huge jump. <laughs> that's a huge jump I don't know how you don't know if you slept with 500 or a thousand women and you know they're it's, it's braggadocious it's funny Wilt Chamberlain um, he's slept with 1.2 women a day every day since he was 15 years old so 20,000 different ladies um, Ric Flair uh, he slept with roughly 10,000 women. You go, Rick. Um, Charlie Sheen, 5,000 women. 
according to October 2000 issues of Maxim. Oh, you go, Char- Charlie. Mick Jagger, 4,000 women, a musician. Um, Russell Brand, he says he claimed he was up there at the thousand lovers mark, according to Mirror. Okay, one more. Dennis Rodman, a former basketball star, told the Star Tribune in 2010 that he has sex with 2,000 women and that all the (laughs) women and of that number, probably 500, were gold diggers or worse, married. Hugh Hefner, over 1,000. Do you hear what I'm saying? Let's find another woman. What does she say? There is not a lot of women. Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell said he slept with 2,000 women. There are no other women. There's only one woman on this list, and it was Mariah Carey. And she, of course, said she could count on one hand. Tom Jones slept with 250 women a year during the height of his fame. So my point is, why does these men aren't get the dap? You know what I'm saying? They dap, get dapped up. You know, you go boy, you go Wilt Chamberlain. You know, like you go boy, you know, 1.2 women every day of your life since you were 15 years old is an honorary badge. Get that pussy. You know what I'm saying? But Alicia Keys is an accomplished musician who can play three fucking pianos at once and because she slept with one married man who she ended up marrying and had a long, happy relationship with, had her first child with, people question her her um, virtuous, virtues. Do you know what I'm saying? None of what she did matters anymore. Alicia Keys has released some of the best R&B work in the last five years. Period. Even from her... New album coming up. What is it called, Alicia? She's still serving amazing R&B work. And we are supposed to play her down because she slept with Swiss Beats, who was married to, Mich- unhappily married to Mashonda. Now, I get where it's a little messy. It's a little shady, you know, because unbeknownst to Mashonda, allegedly, um... They were unhappy. You know, I don't know if you know much about it, but Mashonda one day woke up and she realized that, um, you know, <laughs> there was a problem. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and Alicia has got your man and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, but so what? You know, people, <laughs> people grow up. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, I don't know, make mistakes. I don't know. Like, um, I've slept with married men. You know what I'm saying? I have. I've slept with a couple who were married to men and women. I've slept with them. It doesn't change my accomplishments. It doesn't change my talents. It doesn't change my education, my intellect. It doesn't. It changes. It it challenges my. It 
I have horrible relationship decisions, just like you do listening to this before you twist your nose up. You know, different than me, bitch. You know, you're no different than Alicia. You probably slept with a married man as well. Okay, you haven't slept with a married man or a married woman. You've probably had a body count up to 100 and more. Which one is the difference? That does not take away my accomplishments. But as a male, I can say that and people are just like, oh my gosh, and they move on. But if I was a black woman, I probably would be blackballed. I would get the horns on my head. I would get the side eyes. I would get the mistrust. All of a sudden, I am no longer good because I have not chosen the best partners. No different than you. There are some people who are married and they sleep with married, other married people. Love and life is complicated. So my question, I guess, is how, at what point are we going to stop punishing Alicia Keys for living her life? Alicia, let's go, let's talk about her recent performance on the chart. And it's not, no matter what, you probably like, well, she ain't put out, I know Alicia Keys is still putting out music. You know, well, she is. And she, and it's really, really great music. Um. Show Me Love in September 2019 was amazing. Um, we all know I don't I don't even understand how that wasn't a huge hit. It became her first song to reach um the Billboard Hot 100 since Girl on Fire in 2012, peaking at number 90. The success extended her record for the artist with the most number one singles on the adult R&B chart, reigning for five consecutive weeks. The song was atop the chart at the number one position the weeks of December 14th and December 21st. And December 28th in 2019, the week of January the 4th and January the 11th in 2020. Mm. And then as of the week January the 11th, 2020, Show Me Love had been on the adult R&B charts at any position for 16 weeks and the chart has 30 positions. Also became Keys' 11th song to reach number one on adult R&B song chart. So, she did Time Machine, which was amazing. She gave us her all at the Grammy Awards. Again, um, she did it in 2019 and 2020, January. She performed multiple times, including a tribute with Boyz II Men to basketball star Kobe Bryant, who died in a helicopter crash the same day. <sighs> she has an album coming out May the 15th in 2020, and she is going on tour. It got postponed due to COVID, and um, I want us to support it. It will... Go, when is the release date? September the 18th, 2020. In a couple of weeks. And I want y'all to listen to it. I want y'all to start giving Alicia Keys more attention. Um, I think she is incredible. She has reinvented herself in these times. And I feel like Alicia Keys is deserving of our attention once again. She is 
earnest. She is consecutive. She is talented. She is authentic. And because she sucked Swiss Beast's dick does not mean that she, all of that goes out the window. I'm tired of people treating women, especially women of color, that way because none of you bitches have a man. Married or not. I'm not, <laughs> not just that. No. I mean, come on. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, she married him and they've been married ever since she had a baby they live happily ever after let that shit go listen to Alicia Keys' music if y'all can support a woman abuser a rapist someone who shot a bitch in her foot you can support Alicia Keys for you know fucking Swiss Beats with Mashonda at the house and that's all I got to say about that thank you say no more all right we're moving on to the next thing I'm over it I'm over it Anyways, anyways, so the third segment is always love and relationships and advice. So this one is brought to you by 17.com. And this is something that I thought about when I was, of course, discussing with my friends that are just as close as me. And we were always curious about what actually counts as sex. And I know that sounds like a super question and all of that, because some of y'all don't even know that oral sex is not foreplay. That's my opinion. I feel like that might be a fact, a Fendi fact, as a matter of fact. There's no way that foreplay means before. So oral sex, foreplay is before sex. So an oral sex is sex. So therefore, uh, but anyway, I feel like if we answer this question with 17.com, then that would automatically solve some of y'all's confusion. But anyway, so Seventeen Magazine says that when it comes to looking up, some terms are clearer than others. You and your friend will all probably agree that kissing with tongue is called a French kissing. Um, and that second base means boobs and are involved somehow, which I disagree because I feel like in the gay world that means something completely different. But anyway, but when it comes to sex, there are seems to be more confusion. Like, what happens if you only did it for two seconds? Or what if you had sex with a girl? Honestly, the exact definition doesn't matter at all. What really matters is what you and your partner both gave consent and that you're doing, that you're using into protection. You're probably rolling your eyes at me right now like, girl, I know, I still just want to know if whatever happened last night was legit sex. So with that in mind, here's Sex 101, a nitty-gritty discussion of what counts as sex and why. Okay. What if you masturbate? What if I masturbated before? Masturbation does not equal sex and nothing to do with your virginity. However, it's totally normal to masturbate before or during sex to lead to a better orgasm. You and your partner can definitely spice things up with masturbation. Um, yeah. What if I didn't have an orgasm? You might think it only counts as sex if you reach or an orgasm but that's absolutely not true unfortunately it's so normal for you to or your partner or both to not get that out of the body experience during sex during your first second or hundred time during sex no it's not girl no don't let these people think that no get your nut girl get your nut bro like get it 
But anyway, according to Planned Parenthood, about one of three women have trouble reaching orgasm when having sex with a partner. Plus, everyone's body responds differently to various kinds of sex, and every woman has different preferences to how she likes to be stimulated. So do not, do not read too much into it if you have yet to reach the big O. It takes time. What if it was only outer course? Outer course can be defined. I've never heard of this before. Outer course can be defined in many different ways, depending on who you're talking to. But go ask Alice.com, Columbia University's health Q&A internet resource, describes it as a lovemaking without penetration into a vagina or an anus. It allows a couple to be sexual, more intimate, and even orgasmic with one another without having sexual intercourse. Some examples are making out, masturbating together, playing with sex toys, and dry humping. This is technically sex, but again, the definition isn't up to you. I don't count that. Y'all didn't fuck. You didn't fuck. But what if it was just for two seconds? <sighs> yep, that is still sex, but just never do it with him again. That's my own insert. <laughs> I do not believe in two sex, second sex. Hell no. Ditch that nigga. Ditch that bitch. Like... Two sex, two second sex. What's the point? Like, get the fuck out of here. Um, here's what's more important than the sex versus not sex label. No matter how long sex lasts, your partner needs to wear a condom to prevent the risk of pregnancy and sexually transmitted infection. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. What if the he puts his penis like halfway in? That was it. There's no official book of sex rules that detail exactly what percentage of his penis has to be inserted in order for it to count as real sex. It's just sex or an attempt at sex. And again, no matter how far in he got, condoms are a must. Okay, no glove, no love. What if it was just oral sex or anal sex? Some people don't consider either to be real sex because you can't get pregnant or because some people refer to oral sex as third base. But oral and anal sex are definitely types of sex. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, 17.com. I knew I liked y'all. The word sex is in the term for a reason. And by the way, even if it if pregnancy isn't a risk with either one, STIs are. So again, wrap it up. What if it was with a girl? Sex doesn't require a penis. Girls can have sex with other uh, each other in all kinds of ways, including finger and oral sex and with sex toys. My curious girls out there. Um FYI, just because pregnancy isn't a risk factor here doesn't mean that you can forget about safe sex. You are still at risk for STDs no matter who you're having sex with. What if my partner says it didn't count? <laughs> Let's keep moving. Okay, what if he didn't consent? What if I didn't consent? Ooh, this is a serious one. If you didn't consent to sex, it's called rape or sexual assault. It doesn't matter at what point in the hookup you said no or stop. Or change your mind. Consent is a one-time thing and can be withdrawn at any point. If you suspect you might have been assaulted, please take the trusted. Please talk to a trusted adult. You can even virtually chat twenty-four-seven with a trained counselor with the National Sexual Assault Online Hotline, and I will put that link in the description. So, ooh, there's that. So you bitches that are out here thinking because you didn't, you know. You only gave him head or you stuck up the butt. And then you people who, um, you know, for whatever, it's sex. Sex is sex. And that's our show. My back is killing me. Speaking of sex, my back is murdering me. I had no idea that I had to 
stretch and stuff now. I don't know if it's the age I'm getting to. I used to just be able to jump on in and do that thing, but y'all and then it was it was like a like a makeup sex kind of thing you know lord so we might have been a little rough but anyway i need to go and do something about my back and y'all have a great week i will chat with y'all next time and again follow subscribe comment review this podcast email me at show at carmondavis.com instagram.com slash carmondavis show instagram.com slash carmondavis twitter.com slash carmondavis and i will see you next week love you